And the great thing is when work is getting done, when everybody knows what they're doing, when everybody's doing a good job at what they're doing, the business grows and there's more work for everybody and more people get hired and you know the team and the business grows and it's just win-win all around. So these jobs are very stable, very ongoing, and you really just do have the opportunity to get in there with a client and work for them for the long term. Welcome to the Live, Work, Travel podcast. I'm your host, Michonne Thomas, a former middle school teacher who quit at 30 to become a six-figure freelancer and digital nomad instead. You're in the right place if you're ready to learn how freelancing can help you to work from anywhere, make great money, and live a life that you design. I'm sharing everything I've learned to get to where I am today in order to support you on your journey because this lifestyle is simply too good not to share. Today, I want to talk about five different types of freelance jobs that you can do. And I'm being a little bit sneaky here because I'm giving you guys the five most common things that I recommend my clients to hire for. Okay. So I work with small businesses that are getting started. They're typically just in those starting stages where they've started a business, they've grown it, it's working, but they're still in that crazy stage where even though there's money coming in, they're running around trying to do everything themselves because they don't have the time or the knowledge to go out and hire help. Okay. So I usually go in and time and time again, I've seen this pattern where they need one of five people. You know, usually they're not ready to hire all, but they usually progress from the first to the second and then some combination of the other ones. Okay. So we'll go through all that today. But these are five roles that I have my clients hire for over and over. I help them with the hiring. So it figures to tell you guys who are looking for freelance work <laughs> what these roles are. Okay. So the first one, very simple, a virtual assistant. Most of my clients are doing a lot of busy work themselves because it needs to get done. And, you know, they've just been the one that's always done it. So they don't know how they would hand it off to someone else. And my clients get stuck in this mindset of, you know, no one can do it as good as me. I have to be the one managing this thing. And usually that's not the case. Almost never. <laughs> that's, that's almost never the case. The work can be done to somebody else. It's just a matter of training and handing it off to them. So a virtual assistant is kind of the beginner, just like first role that we go after. Someone who can help out. Okay. And so it's wonderful to have someone who is a kind of a jack of all trades. They're just willing to jump in and be helpful, get things done, get them done right and, and keep some order and organization. Virtual assistants come in all types. There's some who specialize in certain things, like they have experience that is niche, perhaps working with, you know, someone who sells on Amazon. So they have very specific, you know, they kind of know what that business owner will need and they've got some experience in doing that. Others may work with a real estate agent. They've done a lot of work in that space. So they know some things that are specific to that. But generally, a lot of virtual assistants just generalize. They just kind of, I'm here. I can help you with whatever you need, you know? And it's about taking that openness and kind of training it into specifically what the client needs. So virtual assistant is a great way to get started. I do see a lot of people discouraged because if you go on Upwork, for example, upwork.com, which is a freelancing platform, you will see millions. <laughs> it feels like of, you know, there's millions of freelancers on that platform. So there's tons of people specializing in virtual assisting and it can get overwhelming. You think, oh my God, there's a hundred thousand people out here doing this. Why would anyone hire me? I'll tell you why, because <laughs> clients need good people. There are so many, let's say I put up a job for a virtual assistant right now. I'm going to get guaranteed anywhere from 20 to 50 applicants. 
But I'm telling you guys, I scroll through the people that apply and maybe five stand out, maybe. Sometimes there's none because people don't put a lot of times thought and work into how to pitch a client properly. And I can't wait to get into pitching on some episodes here in this podcast, but there's definitely a lot of supply. Like there's tons of virtual assistants out there, but that doesn't mean that you can't go do really great work and get hired as well. Okay. Cause a lot of people are pitching wrong. A lot of people are just kind of going through the motions and not really standing out. I would love to teach you guys more about that. Definitely check out the online freelancing community that I'm starting. It is at liveworktravel.com forward slash community. And I'm going to have information in there on each of these roles that I'm talking about today and how you can kick ass at them and just like beat out your competition. Okay. So virtual assistant is the first one. The next one is operations assistant or operations manager. And this is like this, a step up from the virtual assistant. A lot of virtual assistants that I work with will then move on to operations manager in their client's business if they're doing good work, right? And operations manager is a step up just because it takes on more responsibility. It's overseeing the day-to-day operations of a company. So I work with my clients. We get a virtual assistant hired. We start handing off tasks to the virtual assistant, loading these blog posts, scheduling these Instagram posts, putting these this information into a spreadsheet, You know, tracking these invoices that come in and loading them into a spreadsheet, keeping up with the URLs on the website Website. Every time we publish a new blog post, keep putting that URL into a tracker, all the little stuff that needs done in the day-to-day, we're giving that to a VA, a virtual assistant. So the client has a virtual assistant. They might even have two, depending on you know one part-time for this specific set of tasks, one part-time for this specific set of tasks. And typically, depending on how the business grows, the next position that we hire for is an operations assistant. So the operations assistant comes in and their job is to kind of oversee what everybody else is doing and make sure that all the work is getting done. So let's say the client has two virtual assistants and they're doing this work, but they're still, the client still is like, hey, I don't feel like I have time to focus because like, okay, this person's asked me for this, and this person's asked me for that. And then I also have this other group of writers over here doing what they're doing. And I just feel like I'm still managing all these people. So we bring in an operations assistant or an operations manager, you know, titles or I'm one of those people who like, you can call me whatever, as long as you pay me. <laughs> so like, it depends on what the client, you know, kind of wants to call the position and how much responsibility we want the person to take on. But an operations person will help day-to-day operations. So they sort of, if you think of an organization chart or something, it would be the client up at the top. And then there's these lines slanting off to all the people that the client is connected to. And what we do when we bring in an operations person is we just put them right below the client And then they become the person that all of these lines slant off of. A lot of times what my clients and I will do, we'll talk about, we'll be like, okay, what's the dream? And they'll be like, I don't want to talk to anybody anymore. (laughs) Because that's how I was too. And when I took over for my client, it was just like, he's just like, I don't want to talk to people. I need to focus on my thing. I need to do my thing. And I want all the other stuff to be taken care of. And then I became that person and all the lines, you know, went out to me. I was talking to the customer service people. I was talking to all these other people. And so we do that. We kind of just draw that dream in. Let's put the operations person in there. And now the client talks back and forth to the operations person and the operations person deals with everyone else. So they are checking in with the virtual assistants. They're checking in with the writers. They're checking in with, they've got other people on the team. If they've got social media help, if they've got writing help, if they've got, you know, whoever else, they streamline all of that communication. And so the dream with an ops person, let's say I'm the client, my operations person is the one that I'm talking to all the time. And I should be able to ask them anything and just say, hey, what's going on with this? And they have an answer for me. And I say, hey, what's going on with the other thing? And they have an answer for me. And I'm like, what about that thing, you know, that we have coming up in two weeks? And they're like, I'm on it. 
we got this going on. It's an ops person. Just like they have eyes over everything. They see what's going on and they love, love, love just like making things work, getting things done. And yeah, that's why I found it. I fell into it and I love it. I love training people on it. It's just so much fun to be an ops person because every day is different and you just get to constantly figure things out and make sure that other things are are running smoothly. You are there to help everyone else make sure that they can do their job, do their job well. And if they have a problem, you're going to fix it and figure it out and like get them back on the road to doing what they do. I love ops. (laughs) The third position that I often help my clients to hire for is marketing and social media help. And this one can be a virtual assistant. And a lot of times we start off this way. We'll hire a virtual assistant and we'll say, hey, just post these things to social media, right? But once we've got things humming along and things are going out good, we will often look at our social media and say, hey, we're putting stuff out there, but we're not actually like, we don't have a strategy or we're not measuring to see if it's working. You know, like we're just, we need to get somebody dedicated. So this is where we'll go and find somebody specific to put together an Instagram strategy or a TikTok or a Facebook or a, you know, whatever name the YouTube, whatever the thing is that we're doing. You know, we'll get somebody who specializes more, have them put together and run a strategy for us. There's also the paid marketing side, which, because it's like, Organic and then paid. Organic is just like me posting to my Instagram because I want to be seen out there. I want to give some information out there to people and I want there to be a place that they can come find me. I'm not paying to post to my Instagram. But then there's the other side, like paid advertising. I could put together a paid ad and I could select different demographics of the types of people I want to put it in front of. And then I could run that. Okay. So it's just a super, super simple explanation of it. But like some clients need different things. Most of them start with organic and then they may graduate up to paid. But I just kind of have it all lumped in here together here. Marketing, social media, paid, organic. That help is typically something that I help clients hire with as well. But only after we've gotten the other things figured out. They usually need help with, you know, just general virtual assistant work and they need somebody to run things before we start to bring in these like a specialized person. It's great to have the ops person in place first because they can sit in on all these discussions. They understand what's happening with this person from day one and they can just run things for the client. So that's why in my hierarchy of working clients, we typically go for the ops person pretty soon on, even if there's only one other person to manage in the beginning because it just helps to have them in there and have them putting the systems in place as we grow. Next up is customer service. And this is another position that very much like some virtual assistants can do this. Like virtual assistant can really do anything that needs to be done. But again, sometimes we get more specialized. A client may have their virtual assistant helping out with customer service, but as a team grows, you may need more help and actually have a dedicated team. One of my clients, the heaviest, the largest part of the company is the customer service team. Back in the beginning, there was one full-time person and then we had to train up and it's like, okay, now we have two people. Okay, now we have three people and then you need part-time help. And then with this particular client, we wanted round the clock help. So then we're hiring people in different time zones and putting that all together until we eventually have 24-7 support. So the client may start off with a virtual assistant, just answering some questions here and there. But ideally, if the business is growing and you're getting more customers, they are going to be asking questions, needing help with stuff, needing onboarding, that sort of thing. So a customer service team is something that will grow typically pretty fast. The great thing about customer service work too, and why I really love this for people who are thinking about freelance work, but they're just really maybe a little bit concerned about 
you know, not wanting to find new jobs all the time or not wanting to work with different clients, having a fear of like pitching new clients and work not being stable is that customer service is really ongoing freelancing work. You know, let's say you've got 10 extra hours a week on the side. You could definitely work as a freelance customer service rep, get in with a client's business and work for them for years. So it's, it can be very stable because if I've got you and you're good at what you do and you're answering the questions that the customer has correctly and just really giving it your all, I'm going to want to keep you. Like, I'm going to want to keep you for as long as the business is doing well. So that's a great one for people who are just starting out and freelancing and maybe only have a few hours a week and want something kind of familiar to kind of just dip their toe in. So last position I want to talk about is content creation. Many of my clients grow their business through a blog and they don't have time to be writing all of those posts themselves. So what they do is they end up working with writers and having them create content each month, content that is optimized for Google. They work with these writers on a contract basis. And again, this is why it's so important to have their ops manager in and have that person managing these people because it can be tricky to manage people on a schedule. You know, you let's say you have a freelance writer that is writing about four topics this month. They owe you four blog posts and you have to go through all those stages of like, Agreeing on the topics and the keywords that you're going to go after, writing the post, editing the post, you know, usually goes back to the writer and they fix it up and they give it to you again. There's this long process that goes through writing a post from, you know, the idea of it to it actually going live on the blog. And that's where an ops person comes in really handy because if you're working with different writers, it can be tricky to manage all of these, you know, this post is due on this deadline, this post is due here, this is here, this is in the editing stage, this is in the idea stage. You know, I've seen clients' businesses get really chaotic when they don't have a system in place for managing their content creation, which is totally normal in the beginning. We all start somewhere, right? We're all a mess in the beginning. But content creation can take different forms as well. It's not always just a blog. Some clients have people write their email newsletters that go out. Some people contract out all of their Instagram caption creation because, you know, like guys, it's so specialized out there. Just because someone has a really great eye for design and how to create a Instagram feed that looks great doesn't necessarily mean that person knows how to create captions that sound like the the client that are in their brand voice and their brand tone. So some people might have someone just design their Instagram feed and then someone else is actually writing the captions that will resonate with that client's audience. There's all these moving pieces that go into <laughs> whatever you're seeing on the front end. Many times these pieces are hired out to different people. So if you are a writer, you enjoy writing, great news. There's so many writing jobs out there and there's so many resources out there as well for you to learn about and level up your writing. The last thing that I want to say about all of these five positions are they are ongoing work if you do a good job at them. So much of the stress or frustration or worry that I hear new people starting out, you know, new people who are just thinking about freelancing, they worry if it's going to be stable. You know, we're just so used to the model of a traditional job, right? Paycheck every two weeks. So with these positions, I just want to stress how stable they are because they're ongoing work. If I have a virtual assistant come in and she's great at what she does and she's just, you know, killing it, anticipating my needs and able to do all this stuff and everything I give her, she does well and it's done on time. And it's just like, I know that it's taken care of. 
why would I get rid of this person? <laughs> I want this person to stick around. In fact, I'm usually looking for more opportunities to hand things off to them. Same with operations manager. You know, this person really gets entrenched in the business. They see so much of what's going on. The idea of replacing you, if you're doing good work, if you're excelling at what you do, is awful because it's like, oh my gosh, no, I don't want to have to bring somebody new in and retrain them up and all that. So same with marketing, social media help, same with customer service, and same with content creation. Clients are looking for amazing people. They want to bring them in. They want to teach them what they need done. They want to give you what you need to do your job well and excel at it, and then just like keep going. And the great thing is when work is getting done, when everybody knows what they're doing, when everybody's doing a good job at what they're doing, the business grows. And there's more work for everybody and more people get hired and, you know, the team and the business grows and it's just win-win all around. So these jobs are very stable, very ongoing, and you really just do have the opportunity to get in there with a client and work for them for the long term. Even if you're just doing part-time work for them, you can find, you know, let's say three clients, you're doing 10 hours a week for each client. That's a 30-hour work week and you're probably earning, I'm almost going to guarantee that you're earning more than you would be at your full-time day job. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this quick look at the five most common positions that I have my clients hire for. If you have questions for me, please do give a shout at hello at liveworktravel.com. And I would love to answer your question maybe in a future episode even. So thanks so much for listening and I will be back again next Monday. 